the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're all looking for more power. Where do we find it? We have an answer for you next on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Hi there. Welcome to the program. If you'll join us, we're in Acts chapter 4 today, looking at verses 13 through 20. The power of the name of Jesus. You know, we all look for it. We long for it. But where do we find it? How do we appropriate power? What's found here in the name of Jesus, but not just using his name, much more than that. Let's catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman and find out on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. The power of the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 on down to 20. Please bear with me because we don't have any time limit on this service. So we just going to go ahead and preach real hard right now. Amen. I'm excited about this. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 on down to 20. Look at this in verse 13. Now, the the Sanhedrin have just arrested Peter and John, persecuted them because of a miracle that has taken place, and a, a man who was lame had been healed. And we pick up this story in verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John... And perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled. And they realized that they had been with who? And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them. They could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council. They conferred among themselves saying. What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done, now watch this, through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them. Okay, I want to stop right there. You know, one of the the enemy's main ways to stop your progress in life is to threaten you, to intimidate you. One of the main things that he will do, and I I just want you guys to know this. If you're going to walk with Christ, you cannot be intimidated by the devil. Can I have an amen? You cannot allow the devil to intimidate you, to stop you, to thwart God's plan and purpose in your life. It's something that all of us have to understand, that there is a warfare aspect to what we are called to do as Christians. And the enemy, through people, will try to threaten you. To stop you from doing what God wants you to do. And I can remember when I was, I gave my life to Christ. And the guy who, who, uh, who was discipling me at the time, um, he was on the team. 
And the coaches were saying all kinds of stuff about him, just making up stuff and accusations. And I can remember one day, I was early on, had only been saved for about six months or so. And I can remember going to church with him. And we were at church, and he got up before the congregation, and he just began to praise God. He began to shout. And then the pastor gave him the mic, and he said, he said they're trying to shut my mouth. But I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus. I'm not going to stop talking about Jesus. And he just, I mean, it was like something broke off of him. When he realized at the end of the day that the, the assault was about him referencing and talking about Jesus. Saints, don't let people intimidate you. You talk about Jesus. Jesus died for you. The blood was shed for you, amen? Don't be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Let people know where you stand. Now, I'm not saying that you're obnoxious and you, you know, let the Spirit of God lead you. But at the end of the day, the enemy wants to stop all of us. And when he said that, it just, I never forgot that. Because he realized that ultimately the enemy was just trying to shut his mouth. Verse 17, but so that it spreads no further among the people... Let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. In this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of who? Of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God... To listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This is the proper response as we're walking with God. Realize that you, the Bible calls you the bride of Christ. When Jesus died, was buried, and he rose from that grave, he he made available a new covenant of life in the spirit through Jesus Christ. So when you said yes to Jesus, you entered into covenant with Jesus and you became the bride of Christ. But being united together with Jesus, cutting covenant with Jesus means that you have access to many things. But one of the things that's so important is that you have access to the use of his name. He has authorized you through covenant to use his name. My wife is now Mrs. Kaufman. And she has access to use my name, which gives her access to all that I possess. When the same way, we are married to Christ. We have been united together in Christ. He gives us access to use his name. His name speaks of his authority. His name speaks of his power. It speaks of his character. It speaks of the way in which he does things. His name speaks of all that he entails and all that he possesses. Well, when you're walking with Christ, realize that this isn't just some happenstance thing. And, and you have access to use the name of Jesus because you have been united together with him. The Bible in Ephesians chapter 5 calls it a great mystery that we are married to him. But realize this is what you have access to. So when these individuals are speaking, it's intimidating the Sanhedrin because they realize that they're speaking to individuals who haven't been trained in their system. Who haven't been taught according to their ways. But they've ran into another king with greater authority and power. And influence. 
Not just from a natural standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint. So they're intimidated and what they want to do is shut their mouths. And the whole thing is, don't speak to anybody in this name. Don't use the name. Because they understand the power and the authority of the name. And I think for all of us, when you're walking with Christ, as you're dealing with your relationship with God, realize God has, through covenant, given you access to invoke his name in situations. And that there's power in his name. There's authority in his name. And that we should will the name of Jesus Christ the way God wants us to, use it the way God wants us to, realizing that at the end of the day, there is going to be intimidation. Why don't you shut up? You don't need to talk about God around here. Why are you talking about God? No, I don't want to hear about that. You're always talking about Jesus. And what happens is, we don't realize it, that those demons, they tremble at the name of Jesus. People don't understand People may be persecuting you, saying what they're saying, but people don't understand that it's the authority of the name of Jesus that bothers the devil. Let me show you why. Go to, go to uh, the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses 5 on down to 11. This is the key. Though man may not truly understand it, the devil, he truly understands it. And this is why he does not like us Using the name of Jesus, invoking the name of Jesus. Look what it says in verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself, And became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, God our Father also has highly exalted him. And given him the name. Somebody say the name. Which is above every name. Somebody say every name. So we have to understand that he has received the name. The name. That is above every name. I thank God for President Obama. But he doesn't compare to Jesus. I I thank God for all the the most powerful men that ever walked on the face of the earth. But there is no name that is greater than the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can I have an amen in here? We all have to understand that, that God has given him the name. That is above every single name. It doesn't matter who you are, how powerful you are, what splendor you have. There is no other name that is greater than the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And God has given him that name. Therefore, God has wholly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee. Let me share, let me share this with y'all. The devil's not as tough as you think he is. It's called magnification. He makes himself big. Jesus came on the scene. Them demons start crying out and falling on the floor. They start crying out and falling. Ah, have you come to torment us before our time? He says, every knee should bow of those in heaven 
and of those on the earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It says to the glory of God the Father. I think this is what we're dealing with. So when we see Acts chapter 4, you see these individuals, they're having a hard time because these untrained and uneducated men have access to the name of Jesus Christ. The demons who are manipulating and using these individuals know that if it spreads what God has done through these men, and if these men begin to use the name of Jesus, that it's going to affect them. It's going to stop what they're trying to do in terms of control over the people. And so us understanding the power and the authority of the name of Jesus is so important because, we're gotta have, because this is how you have the right and the might to function and do what you do. This is how you push back unclean spirits. This is how you get liberty. This is how you, God opens doors for you in life. It's because of the power of the name of Jesus Christ that you have access to. Amen? And so all of us have to embrace this. But I want to give you three specific things that, that we have to understand so that God can use us as we're going forth in, in, in using the name of Jesus and understanding the name of Jesus. Number one is found in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. So Jesus has received the name that is above every name. When it comes to your identity, realize that through baptism, your identity, you have lost your identity in Christ. All of us have to realize this. Acts chapter 2 verse 36 on down to 39. It says in verse 36. It says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God our Father has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of who? Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. As many as our Lord our God will call. And so even baptism. We have to realize that when you are baptized. You are being identified with Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And essentially what you're doing is, is you're losing your identity in him. Your identity now has been tied to him. He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I'm being baptized in the name of the Lord because I'm being submerged in. I'm being consumed by. And I'm allowing his identity basically to become my identity. I'm finding my life in him now. Just like I was found my life in the old Adam. That was rebellious. Ripping and running. Acting crazy. Running the streets. And that my nature, by, by, by nature I was a child of wrath. Now through Christ and through baptism, I'm submerged in Christ and I find my identity in Christ. I find my acceptance. I find who I really am in him. And I think sometimes when we we were Christians, I mean, saints, we should not as Christians have an identity issue. 
You have died and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. Your identity is found in him. I don't have to worry about what what this person is doing on TV or what that person says. I don't have to keep up with the crowd because I found my life in him. This is what God wants to do. But it's through baptism. I am identified with Christ. But it's in his name. We have to help people to understand that Jesus Christ is saints. We should not be insecure people. Now, when it comes to who I am in Christ, I should be secure. Now, God is going to show me things he wants me to do. That may take a little bit more discovery. But finding who I am and resting in who I am, understanding who I am, it's all found in Christ. He's the prototype. I've identified with him. And so realize this as you're going forth. And and as I'm going forth, I have to realize this. Keep this in mind. I'm a pastor. I pastor. I do these things. But, but, But my life is found in Christ. I thank God for serving. But my serving doesn't define me. My life is in Christ. Can I have an amen? Saints, let me say it to you. Your job doesn't define you. Your, your, Christ does. Let me say this to you. Even, I want to say this to you all too. I mean, at some point in time, your babies are going to get up and they're going to walk out the door. And you got to know who you are because you're not going to be changing diapers. You're not, can I have an amen? They're going to start their own family. And we sitting around, we're going to be sitting around saying, okay, where's my sugar poo? No, I cannot. This is where we have problems. This is why, this is why we have problems with in-laws getting all up in the business. Because they haven't found their own identity. Amen. Now, hey, we there. We're to support. Hey, I got four of them. We want to support y'all and be a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thank God. But you know what? At some point in time, all of us got to be secure in who we are in Christ. Can I have an amen? This is life. This is life. We got to find out who we are in Christ. And I think for, for some people, they don't realize it, but when you're submerged in the name of Jesus, you're finding your, you lost your identity in him now. I found out who I am in Christ. He's going to cause me to do some parenting. He's going to cause me to do some pastoring. He's going to cause me to work on my job. He's going to cause me to do those things. But what I do is not me. I'm just a child of God. And my identity is found in who? That's it, saints. But now, he's going to cause you to do some stuff. And this one, it really gets fun, though. Let's get in here. Acts chapter 3. Now, he's going to cause you to do some things in and through him that are, that are powerful. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. It says, now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, 
Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he says, rise up and walk. You know, this is something that we have to understand. I mean, when Peter did great things for the Lord, but him walking with the Lord, he understood the level of spiritual power and authority that Jesus walked in. And he knew that because he had access to something greater than silver and gold, that what he had access to, he had access to, and it was effective. That was the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he invoked and used the name of Jesus Christ in this moment as the Lord empowered and enabled him to see deliverance and healing come to this man's life. Saints, let me say this to you. God wants to use you in a powerful way to bring liberty to people's lives. You're not doing it because you know the new technique or you follow, if you copy Benny Hinn, touch. You know, you, that's not it. Can I have an amen? We're trying to figure out the technique somebody's using. So we go online and people selling all kinds of different oils and player cloths. And come on now, I'm preaching today. We got all these gimmicks and gadgets and, and everything. Somebody, everybody's trying to find the silver bullet. Can I preach this this afternoon? Everybody's trying to find the silver bullet. But the, but the, and, and the techniques. And then sometimes, you know, I watch this, preaching in different parts of the world. You know, you go into some countries and there's a mixture. People using rabbit's foot and telling you got to drink this and drink that and healing potions and love potions. And can I preach this today? People got gimmicks and you got to buy this body bath bars and the Lord said, if you give a thousand dollars, it's coming. The miracle's coming right now. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it never comes. It never comes. And never... <laughs> you still waiting on it. Then when it doesn't happen, the devil, you tell, oh, you messed up because you didn't do it right. Can I have an amen? amen. It's, it's not in all that, saints. It's the simplicity of understanding the authority and the power of the name of Jesus Christ, which you have access to. Because you're in covenant with him. He says, silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have I give unto thee. He knew that he had access <laughs> to the name of Jesus, which caused a certain effect. He was secure in Christ. He knew his identity. And then he begins to, God begins to use him. Saints, God wants to use you to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. He wants to use you to heal the sick in the name of Jesus. He wants you to prophesy in the name of the Lord. He wants you to minister in the name of the Lord so that individuals can get their liberty. But how can we be used effectively in the sight of God if we don't understand the depths of the power of the name of Jesus? We're just imitating people. When you lay hands, do you believe that God is going to use your hands as instruments? To bring that your vessel is a vessel God wants to use to flow through. You are a conduit to release the power of God. I love it. It says that he was expecting. The man was, ex he was expecting. And then, not only that, but Peter, he looked on him. There was a boldness. And there was a courage associated with the way in which he responded in this situation, knowing that he had access to something that could set this man free. Do we have that? 
Say, I want this church, I want us as a church to get to a point where we don't have to call a bunch of people. That God uses you. Can I have it? He uses you, young Michael. He uses you. Because you understand the power. Man, I just feel the anointing in here. That you understand the power of the name of Jesus Christ. That if some one of your friends is addicted to drugs, lay hands on them. Say, in the name of Jesus, you spirit of, of, of addiction, come out in the name of Jesus. That God wants to use you. We feel like, I mean, it's amazing because I think sometimes we don't, we underestimate who we are in God and what we have access. Pastor Paul said, this is, Peter said, this is what I got. He said, such as I have, this is what I have. Because money's not helping you. The gold is not helping you. Everything you got is not helping you. But I got something that's going to help you. It's the name of Jesus. Amen. And so we got to embrace this. Thank God for this. The man got liberty. He got deliverance. He got his freedom because this individual was willing to step out in faith, trusting in the power of the name of Jesus Christ that he had access to. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 925- 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.